Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O God, your divine wisdom sets in order all things in heaven and on earth. Put away from us all things hurtful and give us those things that are beneficial for us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 22nd Sunday after Pentecost is from the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 15 through 18. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. As we prepare to explore the fifth stewardship principle in our series, let's take a quick look again at the stewardship road we have already trod. One, God's stewards are God's stewards. By our baptisms, by grace through faith, we belong to Him. Two, God's stewards are managers, not owners. We are privileged to joyfully manage the life and resources of which God has blessed us. Three, God's stewards are saints and sinners. We rejoice that God declares us saints by grace through faith, and we fight against the sin that dogs our every day. Four, God's stewards are uniquely singular, yet profoundly plural. We recognize that we are not called to go it alone. We were redeemed into a community where we use our gifts to love our neighbor. And so this brings us to our next principle. God's stewards are in the world, but not of the world. This means that we recognize that the Lord has set each of us apart from the world, and by the transforming power of the gospel sends you and me into the world to live out and share the gospel. Just a couple of weeks ago, when we covered the third stewardship principle, God's stewards are saints and sinners, we learned that all true Christians in this life are a kind of Jekyll and Hyde. That is, we still have what the scriptures call our flesh, and its nature and character is sinful. The sinful flesh naturally operates in opposition to God. But then there is the new spiritual us that was reborn by God's word in our baptism. So part of us loves God, has faith in him, loves his precepts, hears his work, and desires to follow his ways. That's what we mean when we say that Christians are both saint and sinner simultaneously, that we think, say, and do things from both natures. However, the saint in us, empowered by the indwelling Holy Spirit, does prevail because of our God-given faith. 
and it's precisely the new spiritual you to which our fifth stewardship principle speaks. Only someone who is a Christian, who is spiritually reborn, is able to recognize, acknowledge, and confess that God himself has set you apart or called you out from the world, that he has set you apart from the ways of your sinful flesh, the ways of Satan and the ways of this fallen sinful world. As a Christian empowered by the Holy Spirit, working through God's word and sacraments, you can live and respond to the world around you in a godly way. Having the same compassion for your brothers and sisters in Christ and for the unbelievers of this world that God has. Beloved, as a baptized person of faith, as one who has heard God's word and believes, you are an integral member of the church. Now, the word church is the English translation for the New Testament Greek word, ekklesia, which means that which is called out, or the called out ones. That's all of us. As a reborn child of God, you are in this world, but no longer are you of this world. We heard Jesus make just that very point in our gospel reading when he was praying and said, They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. This is the truth about us. This is what the Holy Scripture says about us, and this is what we believe. And as you leave to head home or whatever you're going to do today, you may want to ponder just what this means for you. The Apostle Paul says, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The Lord our God has in grace and mercy saved you and called you out of this world and its inevitable condemnation. But he's left you in this world until his ordained time for you is over. He keeps you here so you may be a light in this dark world and so you may be as salt for this earth. Of course, as called out ones, there's danger for us. Because the prince of this world is Satan himself, and he has countless human and spiritual allies that work against the church, against you and your faith. Plus, Satan has an ally, secret agent on the inside. That ally of his is our sinful flesh and its inclination toward evil. So in Romans 12, St. Paul encourages us to conform no longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing power of God. No doubt the Lord has left us in this world, but he hasn't left us alone. He baptizes us into a new life, and at that time we received the gift of the Holy Spirit, who is there to strengthen us against Satan, the sinful world, and our own flesh. And God strengthens and transforms us through his word and sacraments, renewing us through them by the power of his Spirit to fulfill his purposes. He provides what we need, including the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith with which we can extinguish the flaming darts of Satan, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And it's the Lord himself who works in us. As Paul writes in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verse 13, It is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Scripture informs us that God is love, that he therefore loves us, and that those who are of God also love. Yet, as we know, when the Bible speaks of love, it's not primarily speaking of an emotion, but rather of attitudes of the heart 
that are demonstrated in our beneficial words and actions. Those beneficial words and actions are the ones carried out in relation to and for the good of God's ministry and the good of our neighbor. In other words, as a child of God, as a steward of God and recipient of his gracious love, you carry out his love. You carry out his love through the things you do for others in the church and for those outside the church, in your families, at work, wherever you are. God has gifted us with life, with our bodies, minds, and regenerated spirits. He gifts us with time, with hours, days, and years, and a portion of that precious time we gladly give to others, just as we give and use a portion of the talents and treasure the Lord has entrusted to us for the needs of the church and the needs of those in the world, loving others as God loves them and as He loves us. God has made us His stewards, and so this involves the whole of our lives, not just what we do when we come to church or what we do at or for a church event, as we've heard before. Stewardship is everything I do after I say I believe. Whether you're aware of it or not, all believers are witnesses to others always, and we want to be witnesses of God's love to them. Whether you're conscious of it or not, everyone who knows you're a believer has his or her eye on you. And that includes your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your relatives, your neighbors, friends, co-workers, and yes, fellow Christians. So as stewards of God, we look to do the right things, however imperfectly, and for the right reasons. Because we know of and are recipients of God's grace and His transforming love firsthand. You and I don't need to do things for the same reasons unbelievers do. We don't need to use or have used on us motivations such as guilt, embarrassment, or high-pressure tactics to get others or us to do what we think should be done. Such motivations may seem pragmatic, and they may produce results. They're of the law. They don't develop true Christian stewards. Our motivation to love, which is doing the right things, is God's gracious forgiveness through the atoning blood of Christ. God hasn't withheld anything from us. He has credited to us Christ's perfect obedience under the law, his suffering and his death to sin, and he's given us his new life. By his grace alone, we are inheritors of heaven and all its blessing and glory. The Lord freely and abundantly provides all we have, and he continues to provide abundantly more than we will ever deserve. His love, grace, and forgiveness freely given for the sake of Jesus' cross is our motivation to give freely of ourselves and of those things he's given us in order to share with others. As I have said, our stewardship is lived out not only here among us and within the broader church, but it's also lived out in the world. This is one of, if not the main reason, here at Redeemer we have reformed or we have formed the goaltenders team and have put in place a chartering process for what activities we do or want to do. The real purpose of that team and the process is so that we here at Redeemer steward our time, treasure, and talents well, that we would remain focused on Jesus' mission as he put it, Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So we strive to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ so people we meet would come to see the love of Christ and believe in Him for their salvation. 
as stewards of God living in the world, but no longer being of the world, we need to remember that as we struggle with the tensions of life in this fallen, sin-infected world, we don't need to respond the way those still of this world do. As we deal with our busy schedules and many commitments, maybe more than we should have, while facing financial concerns, work concerns, neighborhood concerns, health issues, family concerns, and on and on the list can go, we respond instead as people blessed with every true blessing by the blood of Christ. Now, no doubt, at times life can get overwhelming with anxiety, but we don't need to turn to what the world does to cope with it all. For we have a strength to draw on that is not of this world. We have the true source of strength, the powerful words of promise, hope, and encouragement from our God and Lord, secured by Jesus in his death and resurrection. On the strength of that word, those promises, God leads us in faith by his spirit and also gives us one another, the fellowship and care of like-minded stewards. Truly, God has given us a resource that is almighty, and that power is accessed through his efficacious word, the sacraments, prayer, and our natural, our, our mutual love and fellowship with and for one another. Beloved, God truly loves you. And because of his love, we are honored to be his stewards in this world, but no longer of this world. That's what we get to share with others who don't have it yet. We share it to the glory of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in which our stewardship lives say, Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Almighty God, in whose service lies perfect freedom, teach us to obey you with loving hearts and steadfast wills. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.